When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with it's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org consequence and the consequence podcast network. Thanks as always making your way here. Check out the series. Do hope you hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday and Friday is to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. Uh, iTunes, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from subscribe to kyle meredith with that's me i'm kyle meredith today talking with be real cypress hill new record is called back in black and it's the legendary hip-hop group's 10th album so dr green thumbs and i are gonna go through the process of working with black milk uh, how this record speaks to their 1991 debut as well as their latest songs that take on the current obstacles in the uh, complete uh, national legalization of marijuana. Uh, we'll also get into how government divides the people and how his time in Prophets of Rage uh, came to influence his songwriting. B-Real also going to discuss being able to gain fans from the metal scene from the beginning, how they look to Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath in their imagery, and the songs that they created with Pearl Jam and Sonic Youth. You might not remember the movie Judgment Night, but there's a good chance you remember the soundtrack. But let's do it discussing Back in Black. It's Kyle Meredith with b Real of Cypress Hill. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Uh, there's a new Cypress Hill record, Back in Black. And what a monster of, a, of an album this one is. And I, let's just jump into it. What were the conversations going into this record? What were, what were they like? What did you guys want this to be? You know, we didn't actually know at the time because we, we were um, we were recording with uh, mugs for Elephants on Acid. So we were doing sessions with mugs and doing sessions with Black Milk at the same time. Well, not obviously on the same days, but like in between recording sessions. And, you know, we wanted to do a collaboration album with Black Milk. At first, it started with just a few songs and we felt like he sort of hit the tone of what Cypress Hill is and what it would be like right now under his production, right? So we were vibing to a lot of the songs that we just felt like, you know, let's do an album. And, you know, this will follow Elephants on Acid. And, uh, you know, it'll be a great um, boom bap style hip hop album, which uh, realistically, that's not something we ever focused on. All of our music was mostly dark, psychedelic, grimy, you know, that sort of flavor. So we wanted to get a, a different flex on this one um, before we do our last one with mugs. So um, we felt like this this would be a good, good one to bang out. And, you know, the way that Sen came 
came through on his vocals and his styles and raps on this particular album, you know, he, he basically shined on it. So um, doing this with Black Milk sort of gave San a different charge to come back, to come in, in terms of, you know, how he was rhyming and what he was rhyming about and just the, the overall styles that he flexed on there. It was, it was absolutely amazing to see that. So um, we're happy about this album. We can't wait till it gets out. Yeah, even the press release had pointed out that, you know, Sin uh, takes a lot of the first verses, which I guess, you know, wasn't that that's sort of a new thing on this one. So for you, like, how how does that does that affect you as like as a reaction? Like, does that affect how you approach what what you're going to bring to the to the track? You know, it, it's 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 all about how we formulate things, you know what I mean? And um, for years, yeah, I've led the tracks. There, there's some that he's led on um, throughout the history of Cypress Hill, but 90% I'm mostly leading, right? And um, I felt like, you know, cause I think I took a, an executive pro producer role on this in terms of how we were gonna structure things like this. And I thought Sen was coming with such fire that he should lead a lot of these tracks and I could follow up and, you know, I totally have confidence in my abilities and his abilities that it doesn't matter who leads the track as long as the track is banging. And um, I felt he was flexing hard. So I, I you know, kindly took the second slot um, for a lot of these songs, but it just goes to show you, you know, the, the, the kind of passion and the kind of love you have for this and the re-spark that, that can generate from being excited about making music and making an album, which is tough these days, you know, I, I felt it was it was uh, it was his time to lead some of this stuff, and uh, you know, I think people are are going to be pleasantly surprised in in the way the dog is flexing here. I mean, to get energized in, you know, over thirty years into a career, that you know that that I know that's a hard thing to do. Not everybody can kind of find that that flame that match. But it's, it's worth pointing out that this does come on the heels of the 30th anniversary of your all's debut, which was, I think, last year officially. Right. Do you find that any moments on this record, do you take the opportunity to speak to that, to speak to that album or that time? Yeah, I think we, there, there are some pieces in there that we speak to it. Um, how, I mean, how could you not? 30 years, no one expected us to be in it for five years. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we were like the underdogs in many... Um, in many cases, and in, in, in the views of many, we're the underdog. We like that we would not last, and here we are, 30 years later, celebrating our 30-year anniversary, putting out a new album, and the documentary uh, following that on 420. And uh, you know, we've done a number of things in these last couple of years. Fortunately, you know, in spite of it being shut down, there was work we were able to get done, and you know, still remain active. And that's because we love it and we're still competitive. And I think that that speaks to why there's still that sort of spark in us, you know, these 30 years later, because, you know, we feel like, you know, music in terms of making it, yeah, you could get older as an artist and you can evolve, but if you could still perform it and you could still go out there and, and give 110% and entertain people, you know, that's everything, right? So for us, we've we've never let go of that competitive spirit and, and the love that we have for making music, whether it's the, the pure hip hop, whether it's a hybrid form of it with electronic or, or metal or whatever, we always maintain to have this love for creating 
And, uh, you know, we, we stay in that spirit all the time. 30 years later, we're still like doing these shows on the highest levels, no pun intended, and giving everybody hell that has to play after us. So <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know many hip hop groups, rap groups, anything in the genre that stayed relevant like you all have this long. You know, and, and 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 I think you're talking about what you kind of attributed to. I mean, competitive nature, I'm sure, is part of it. But but why do you all make it seem so easy where so many others don't? With and no disrespect, by the way, to everybody. Everybody's got their own lane, sure. But yeah, no, no, I totally agree. But it's it's consistency, right? And it's it's the repetitious nature of doing this in terms of writing the songs, in terms of showing up for the interviews, in terms of um, being accountable and having that energy when you're going to do your show that represents your music and stuff like that. Showing up in all these areas and consistently showing up and being quality about how you're showing up. You know, I think that's, that's important. So for us, I think the reason we remain sharp at it is because we're continuously doing it, right? So, you know, so to speak to Muggs, right? Um, he's constantly in the studio, chopping up music and producing. You know, he's at his craft, just like, just, so the way we take it, right? As, as in our perspective lanes, Sendog is a rapper, I'm a rapper, producer with Muggs and Bobo, the percussion player. We all spend a lot of hours in our lane, even when we don't have to. Like even when there's not an album being created, we're in a creative space like, oh, I got an idea for a song. And fortunately, we're blessed enough to have the success that we invested in backing ourselves and creating our own studios and our own individual places so that when, when individually we want to be creative, we can just go do it. Right. As opposed to, oh, we got to book this studio. We got to fucking schedule everybody in and la, la, la. Right. Um, our, our ability to, to keep doing it even when we don't have to. And then, you know, what we, you know, we're constantly doing shows that never stops. We're always, <laughs> we're always booked. So in some form, we're always active. We never stop, you know, even in the pandemic we were doing um, when it was deep and early, or, well, I should say early when everybody was pretty much locked the fuck down. Um, we were still doing works. We were still recording, you know, because we have our own studios and we were doing live streams and, and performances like that, keeping active in terms of performing and whatnot. So it's just, you know, training, training like an athlete does, right? So that it's innate and, and it's in you, it's in the culture of you. And it's, it, it's, you do it, you don't think about it because it's it's natural to you and i think that's that's one of the things that has kept us relevant and fresh and sharp throughout the years we don't sound like the cypress hill of 91 we're constantly evolving and you know that's where it's at man you know being consistent if you love it you can't just do it when it's time to do an album you can't just do it when it's time to tour it's something you've got to always be doing so you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. The record, as you pointed out, lets you all try some new things that there are also some hallmarks on there. There's still a darkness. I think there's always a darkness anytime that you guys step to the mic. Oh, and, yeah. and, 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 and that's running through here, especially when you look at some of the themes that you guys are getting at. You know, um, just looking at some of the songs, you know, Open Your Mind. Of course, that's one of our first listens here. And along with Come With Me, I mean, there's something, you know, there's still a struggle in, in the war with marijuana. But that's yeah. something that you all have spoken to for decades now. What is the message you're trying to get out now? Now that we have seen some progress, there's still yeah. obstacles. There are some doors open, yes. As, as, and as you could see, you know, there's, there's um, close to 20 legal states, if not more. Um, some recreational, some medicinal. And those states got a boost in their economy. And, and we all know this, right? But, you know, the state legislature and, and the federal government have definitely made it hard on our industry, at least here in California, you know, with the taxation and, you know, all the, the you know, the hoops and you have to jump through and, and all the obstacles you have to get around. Now, you know, all these things are necessary, obviously, in any business, there, there has to be some sort of regulations, but, you know, we get, we get taxed and regulated unfairly. And I think that's because it's lack of knowledge from our state officials and lack of knowledge from our federal officials, because it's still a very new interest industry, you know, as it relates to the legal and medicinal world, right? And they're still learning and they haven't put the right people on their team, unfortunately. So there's definitely work to be done and more states to come in. And, you know, once, once it's federally legal across the board, it'll ease up some things, but we'll still have more work to do. I don't think the work will ever be completely done, but we're getting there, you know, and uh, sort of what I touched on on this album is is that fact like you know we we got it here legal in california but um we're being being treated unfairly and and uh you know everybody got to wake up and realize that there's still work to be done don't sit here and celebrate just because a few states have opened up we got to get every state opened up and the world we're still not here in kentucky um maybe yeah, that's on, not surprising Kentucky. but we should be i mean to be such yes. a tobacco state you know it, that should be an easy flip right there i, you know, I want to say this people don't know this about kentucky but you know i know it because i'm a cannabis head right um it's it's one of the low-key big producers in that region in terms of outdoor cultivation because they got it like that and I don't think Kentucky realizes, or at least the guys, the, the, the folks running um, Kentucky realize just what kind of cannabis culture they have in that state and what it, and economic, economically, what it can do for this fucking state, you know, and uh, they need to come on in because I know there's, there's gifted cultivators down there and a robust culture just needs to be opened up. 
Yeah, hopefully we're not too far. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll use another one of your songs here because bye bye. You're not speaking directly to this, but here in Kentucky, we do have a split government that constantly is splitting the state. And right. I think and I think that's from what I read a little bit about, at least on bye bye, uh, about the government dividing us. I mean, that's that's what where what's the entrance point on that song? What exactly were you were you hitting at? Well, I mean, you see it, you know, we're listen, our, everybody's put their faith in politicians, man, and you choose one side or the other. And you got to realize these politicians don't give two fucks about any of us only when it's time to campaign promises broken promises that they never intend to keep so they're broken before they make them and people stand against each other in the name of these fuck faces you know what i mean and realistically we're all in this together some of us that have such different beliefs than one another we work together in certain fucking places we commute together we fucking eat together we fucking live this in this life together so it's like you know why let these fucking politicians divide us as the people people make change not politicians politicians take credit for the changes people make so you know that that was where i was coming from with this this song you know i think it's my time that i i was in prophets of rage getting to hang with chuck d and and morello and those guys and sort of taking some of that messaging that we were we were pushing there and bringing it on into the the cypress camp which which i've done from time to time but at, at this point i mean it's so fucking relevant and you see it there is truly a division i mean you got two two news agencies that sometimes they don't give a shit about the real news they're just going in on each other because they've chosen a party to get down with and we're all stuck in the middle, like, well, what's real and what's bullshit on both these networks and trying to find, okay, where can we find some credible shit? And it definitely ain't them. And so, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the, the root of those song, of that particular song. Yeah. By the way, Prophets of Rage, what a, what a meeting of the minds that group was. Yeah, it was fun and meaningful. It was meaningful for us too. So, you know. Yeah reciprocating there uh you you talk about the album as a journey uh and you all have definitely pulled that off on this when we end with um uh the ride uh at the end of the record right uh where does that journey leave us i was even looking at the last lines uh, what i have a right it was like some people say i need help it's something like that and and then it just kind of skirts off i mean if, you, if we're thinking about the journey where are we at the end you know um it's 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 constantly having to evolve right and and adapting with the times you know and and that's life so you know that's us as as artists you know we talk about our lives and what we've been through what we're seeing what we're experiencing and the evolution of times right so it's basically us telling you where where it is right now but where can it go and it, it depends on the person it depends on the people in the path they want to go as opposed to the shit they're being spoon fed, you know? And that's always been our mission is to let you know that there are options in life. You could choose this bullshit over here or you could free yourself of the bullshit and get in this lane over here and, and get down with the human program. You know, a lot of people used to throw fucking words at me when I was in Prophets of Rage. Um, 
you know, because of, of our political stance and, and because of the division that exists in America, you know, we were speaking against the system, not against one particular party, because we know that both or all parties are all fucked up. So it wasn't jumping on one side or another. It's speaking to who was in the office at the time and just the system in general, because let's face it, it was fucked up before he got there. He just made it a little worse. Every president either makes it a little worse or slightly better, but not much. Know what I mean? And so, you know, I was getting called a lot of fucking things like communist for one and hell no. My mother escaped the communist country to, 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 to come to this country to be free of that bullshit. So I was, I told motherfuckers that called me that, nah, I'm not a fucking communist, never. I'm a humanist. I believe in the human beings of this fucking world, not politicians, because sometimes those motherfuckers don't act like human beings. So um, that's that's where that was at, you know. And uh, I, 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 I'm very thankful that for that time I got to spend with those guys, you know, and and uh, getting that spark to bring it over to Cypress Hill because you know we've always been about like more street oriented shit and you know different aspects of society and and where we come from and all that shit but again it's all about evolution and growing and so as men we see this shit going on and as businessmen and as family men we see this going on as artists we got to talk about it and we got to fucking put it out there and we got to try to do what we can to you know squash that division and alleviate the the these these cracks that you know the politicians fucking have created but you know hey we can we're only one group we can only do so much but we know our fans get it and, and that's everything well it's like you said you know when, when i asked you if this album spoke to 92 or 91 and you said how could it not it's the same thing if you're an artist writing in 2022 2020 2018 whenever you started these songs how could you not how could you not be reflective of this and and i'm really just throwing this out there as a compliment because the way you all have pieced it together the message that you have put out on this record. I love this version of Cypress Hill and what you all are doing. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, it, 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 it took a lot of time to get here, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're very excited. Yeah. And you're going to be taking it out on the road uh, touring with Slipknots. I saw yeah. that. That's a, I mean, that's another, such an interesting facet of, of what Cypress Hill is because even from the beginning, you all had this crossover appeal out of rap, out of hip hop, to the hard rock, to the metal fans, you know, or just rock fans. I mean, they, they were all there. What do you attribute that to? I mean, obviously the music, you know, lent itself to that, but it couldn't have been just that. I, I think it was our overall vibe that, you know, we used to listen, a lot of, well, all of us, maybe except for Bobo, um, Muggs and myself, we grew up to different styles of music than what, <laughs> Than what the, than the music we actually make. Um, growing up, I listened to a lot of doo wop, a lot of what is now considered classic rock. A lot of the Beatles, because my mother was was in love with the fucking Beatles. But you know, I me myself, what I gravitated to was was heavy metal and rock music. So you know. That, that's what I was listening to before I even knew what the fuck hip hop was. And I believe that's the same that happened with Muggs. He was listening to all this different shit and then hip hop hit and he started listening to that. 
little by little and then got fully immersed into it. And the same thing with Sendog. Sendog grew up listening to all sorts of different shit, funk, um, metal, punk rock. I mean, all of us. I mean, so when, when we had this knowledge of, of this music because we were fans of it, we decided we were going to take some of these influences and, and you know, make it be a part of our, our get down, right? So in terms of the album covers, for instance, we realized that a lot of the metalheads of that, of that time or beforehand, I should say, um, they wouldn't necessarily be on their album covers showing their faces. They would have obscure dark imagery like Black Sabbath, for instance, who was a big influence on, on us and our imagery. Um, we liked it being dark and obscure. So we used that and we realized that like, let's just say through bands like Iron Maiden, the logo with Eddie, the, the skull, the, the full skeleton, that became a representation of them. Like it was their living logo, right? We knew we needed something like that. So we came with the skull, which we had the first skull in hip hop with the arrows going east, west, north and south, and weed leaf on the forehead. That was very metal in terms of hip hop, right? And mugs, mugs in terms of production would sprinkle little sounds of these familiar songs that we would listen to. And, uh, you know, so kids would get that. And then, you know, when we would do our shows and when we were out about, we were very punk rock, you know, we did not give a fuck. We were beyond hip hop. We were like the, the crew you didn't fuck with and the crew didn't give a fuck at the same time, you know? I guess that's always both the same thing, but yeah, we were very punk rock in the way that we presented ourselves as hip hop guys, not, not the way that the beasties did. So I think that right there is, is some of the things that got like the skate culture and the alternative music, um, rock fan, whatever into Cypress Hill and the way that our shows went weren't necessarily like hip hop. We were stage diving, we were in the mosh pits, we did all the shit that um, a lot of hip hop heads weren't doing at the time. Again, only the Beastie Boys. And uh, so I think that and when Lollapalooza and the Beastie Boys put us on tour, you know, with them, that exposed us to, to those to those sort of fans and they they clicked in with us right away. And, it, it, you know, and it not for nothing, but most of those folks smoke weed. So when they heard the weed songs, that was like the connection too. So that was it. I, I got to bring up really quick here at the end because I do have that behind me right there. And that Word. seemed like a great moment where it clicked right there. I mean, you know, pairing you guys up with Pearl Jam on the real thing, Sonic yeah. Youth with Mary Jane. I mean, that's, you know, again, not everybody can do that. And uh, did you all do yeah. that in the studio together uh, or were those done separate? With Sonic Youth, we did. Um, we were in the studio with Sonic Youth. They were playing instruments and Muggs was sampling all the pieces and then he put the track together and um, she sung on it. And so, yeah, that was ultra collaborative. Like, that was awesome to be in there with Sonic Youth. You know, we were like fans of them and, and very, you know, we had so much respect for them. And with Pearl Jam, we sort of did one of those things where they sent a copy of the track to the studio because I mean, they were in, in Seattle at the time and we were in LA and schedules didn't permit us to be in the studio at the same time. So they sent over the track, we got on it, we sent it back, they 
added more shit to it. And um, then we eventually played it with them one time only. We've only ever played that song once and it was for MTV Live and Loud. It was supposed to be Nirvana headlining, Pearl Jam uh, co-headline support and Cypress Hill opening. And uh, Eddie Vedder didn't show up that day. So, you know, Pearl Jam got scratched off of, it, off of, of the shit. But since they were there, we decided, okay, we'll at least do the real thing and that'll be cool. And um, it turned out really cool and salute to those guys. And it's, it's fun to look back on that too, because, you know, now we look back as two legendary groups, you know, come together. And at the time you both were still what we call baby bands, you know, yes. so making you mark yeah. in that. It's, that's, you know, kind of amazing how that, so anyway, back to the present, uh, back in black, such a phenomenal album. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the uh, documentary is also coming out uh, in Saving the Brain. That's going to be what Showtime writes. Yeah, Showtime. Yeah, yeah. On four twenty, of course. Yeah. Yes, well done. Appropriate. <laughs> Can't miss those opportunities. I'll be looking forward to that too. Uh, be real. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this. It's been a real pleasure. Thank, thank you for having me, man. And uh, you know, for all those um, that don't know, check out my Dr. Green Thumb show Monday through Friday on YouTube, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's live, y'all. Come get down. Right on, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Peace. Big old thanks to Be Real. The new Cypress Hill record is called Back in Black. Big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Again, please do hit that subscribe button uh, to keep up with all the interviews that we put out. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews Monday through Friday 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org Consequence has your music and film news you can also find me on the social media spots mostly on Twitter but also occasionally on Facebook and Instagram all three of them at Kyle Meredith I do hope you like and follow along that does it for another edition I'm Kyle Meredith I'll see you next time Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. 
For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.